Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. He's an amazing psychologist, teaches on alignment, and um, I don't really think he's really familiar with this platform. So if you guys could help, help me find him. 
Um, I, I Tim, yeah. I did put the link to this room in your message back channel and Instagram, so maybe you can send him the direct link to the room because I don't think he's in the room. Okay, so when you guys, when one of you finds him, just 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 tell me, okay? Yes. All right. So I was gonna start the first fifteen minutes before Edgar came on with something that I call blessings and challenges. So uh, since 1992, uh, I started these meetings that I would do in entertainment's, uh, entertainers' homes. And the first one started in the house of Diane Cannon, uh, who is a great actress, and she was married to Cary Grant. If anybody remembers Cary Grant, flash your mics. <laughs> okay. All right, so Cary Grant was a great actor, very, very popular person. But I started this um, Hollywood Bible study in the house of Diane Cannon's house, and it was mind-boggling as a young guy who I got to start being around. So all of a sudden, I was around Charlton Heston, who played Moses. I was around Walter Matthau, Jack Lemmon, uh, Tony Curtis, and... Um, just Elliot Gould went on and on and on. So from from this group, it went from like 13 of us, then to 70, then to hundreds, and now we have over 3,000 people that consider themselves part of the Hollywood Bible Study, where we reach out to entertainers. And in in this group, uh, I would do this thing called blessings and challenges. And like, what are some challenges you're going through and what are some blessings? And I remember one of the entertainers spoke up in the smaller group and said one time, Tim, I like you when you do the blessings and challenges thing because so many times we're in the middle of the fight and we're trying to get somewhere and we don't take time to talk about the blessings, the gratitude. And I think that all of us uh, have found that it's very important to have these times of talking about blessings or gratitude in your life. Uh, and I like this I like this saying, looking at my notes, that we need to enjoy where we are on the way to where we're going. And there's there's many people that, that say that statement. I heard it from Joyce Myers, but there's many people that say that statement. But enjoy where you where you are on the way to where you're going. So uh, as we're searching for Edgar, and if somebody finds him, tell me. Uh, I want to take a few minutes, and if someone could help moderate, and each person take maximum two minutes. Okay, don't go longer than that so we can really get this rolling. I want to hear about a blessing in somebody's life. We could talk about blessings even before Thanksgiving. A blessing or some form of a breakthrough that you've got in your life that's happened recently. A blessing or a breakthrough. And so I'll start. I think one of the blessings in my life is not about things that I'm accomplishing. It's about a mindset and a peace that I sense, P-E-A-C-E, -E, a peace. And I was telling a friend of mine, I have more peace in my life than I've ever had in the history of my life. In the midst of my busyness, in the midst of beauty, in the midst of conflict, I have a supernatural peace, and you cannot put a price on peace. So that is my blessing, is the, the gift of peace, okay? All right, so who can moderate and who wants to come up and talk about a blessing in their life?
Hey, Tim, Shirley Tim. Ann here. Hey, one second. I'm sorry. Tim, can you hear me? This is Ramon Ray. How are you? I can hear you. I just wanted to say, I had Edgar on the phone right now. Would you like to just talk to him for two seconds um, to determine if you want to do it kind of old school this way, but he's just having some challenges with the app. So let me be quiet. He's on speakerphone. Well, well let me ask you a now. question. Can, when you say you have get him on the phone, like, can he start talking right now? Can I interview him like this? I don't know. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, Andrew, I can hear you. Okay, good morning. How are you? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm doing sitting, great. I'm sitting so, with my laptop on my visual, and uh, so for some reason, there's uh, something that's not working. Okay, um, so Edgar, the only thing I'm going to tell you, because we're, we're friends, is just if you could, if you can speak louder and, and closer, yeah. just because we have a big audience, and okay. just so they can hear you okay, all right? How's that? Can you hear me better now? I can hear you better now, so and, and maybe even a little louder. So, um, Tim, this is Dr. Hawthorne. If you'd like me to help moderate, I'm happy to do so. Okay, thank you. That is Dr. Colleen Hawthorne, amazing psychiatrist and my friend. So, Dr. Hawthorne, before Edgar, before I interview Edgar, give me a blessing in your life that has happened recently or just something that you're excited about or a breakthrough in your life. Yes, uh, excited about the fact that I had the opportunity to help my 90-plus-year-old mom. Uh, she's in New York. I don't live in New York. And so God allowed an opportunity where I'm still able to work uh, from wherever I need to for the moment. That has been a huge blessing. Her health has tremendously improved. And that's phenomenal, right? Uh, doctor, tell me about your new book. Um, what kind of feedback are you getting to this tremendous book and how can we get it? Tim, as you know, uh, Vibrant Life Success is my new book, How Top Achievers Win Big in Work, Life, and Play. And the forward is written by this amazing gentleman, Pastor Tim Story. <laughs> Dr. Tim Story. Uh, I, the, what I hear the most, people seem to really gravitate to the chapter on clearing life clutter, where I talk about clearing mind clutter, relationship clutter, heart clutter. And then of course, what we think about most, uh, when we hear that term, the clutter in our physical space, which in, it in, in turn affects all of the other areas. So uh, we, we hear a lot about that. And so I'm speaking more on that and, and doing some speaking in other places, particularly on that subject. I love that. And in my life coaching, uh, as I'm working with CEOs and athletes and entertainers, I have almost all my clients going through your book, and that is the main area that we work on, is clearing life's clutter. Because I, I think you have to make room for big things in your life. Absolutely. Have to have room there. Where, where else will it go if you're just cleared with clutter that you're tripping over all the time, right? Okay, so doctor, if you can, hold tight, because you're going to love uh, Ed, Edgar Papke. Let me give him the proper um, introduction. Uh, Edgar Papke is a consultant, an author, a speaker. He is a coach. He is an expert in the field of alignment, and he helps organizations, teams, individuals, and uh, 
he has best-selling books. One is called True Alignment. That's one that I just finished. Another book, The Elephant in the Boardroom. He co-authored a book uh, that is about innovation by design. Innovation by Design co-authored that. Also writes for amazing uh, magazines like Fast Company. Uh, writes for Huffington Post. It's written for Fox News, Forbes, Success Magazine. And here's what, one thing I love about you, Edgar. People don't know this. Many that he can cook. And he also, also holds a degree at the Culinary Institute of America. And another thing that blew me away when we were talking one day, he is a songwriter and also a singer. Edgar Papke, all the way from Canada. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm not in Canada. I'm in Colorado today. I'm well, all the way from all the way from Colorado. You know, I I knew that you were somewhere w with a C in it. Because <laughs> I was talking to my assistant, I thought he's coming from Canada. No, you're coming from Colorado today. Thank you. All right, so all the way from Colorado today, uh, Edgar. You know, I've been watching over the last month um, a lot of interviews. Uh, with you talking about this subject of alignment, okay? And one of the things that you say in some of these interviews is that when we learn to have proper alignment in our life, it gives us um, the opportunity to have greater success and greater fulfillment. And who does not want greater success and greater fulfillment? So first of all, Edgar, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. And secondly, what is this what is this idea of alignment can you please explain that to us yeah so first and foremost so that, so that i'm aligned i want to thank you for uh, for letting me join you this morning appreciate it greatly um and uh, i'm grateful for that uh the uh the idea of alignment is as being the key to success and and uh and fulfillment uh really spans uh, all parts of our lives. So alignment at an individual level, uh, personally, is my alignment to my values, my beliefs, um, the ideas of who I want to be and who I want to be, uh, both in the present and looking ahead to the future. Alignment in relationships. Um, I like to say that uh, alignment is about understanding the expectations that we have one another and what we expect from one another in terms of love and attentiveness and uh, care, grace, uh, how we help each other to succeed and, and, and find in life and, and attain what we want. And I often say that expectations that are unspoken become unmet. In most cases, they do. And so unspoken expectations are the slippery slope to resentment, anger, and distrust. When it comes to our friendships and our communities, and churches, our temples, and the communities that we're a part of, alignment, is about finding common common purpose, a common way of being and living with one another, and uh, and having a a set of uh, a set of ideals that we all live to. And then in the organizational context, it's alignment around mission, purpose, and what we all want to achieve together, and alignment to our customer experience, and understanding our customer at a significant or deeper level so that we can provide our products and services in a way that align to the customer's expectations and their needs and their desires 
Um, I believe to separate that, every every misalignment becomes an opportunity. Misalignments show up as conflicts in our lives, whether they're external conflicts with others or internal within ourselves. Every time we have a misalignment, we feel that tension or conflict that we uh, that we um, that we experience, and out of that, we can discover where the misalignments are and uh, and create greater alignment. So that we okay, I I, I I love I love that. So so Edgar, I'd like to get into something quickly that I think that everyone listening can benefit from. Is that when when I'm teaching um, to individuals, I talk about the promise of you know, like their goals that they have, the promise, and then that they have to have the right principles to get to that promise. But there's always going to be problems. And then we got to, you know, stay on the path, which I find very few people do. So I think that a lot of people are great at starting and we have a hard time finishing things. So one reason that I really got into your alignment message is because a lot of people are life coach. I find that in the problem stage, they get into this confusion, the conflict, the messy, the madness, and they have a difficult time finding their way on the path. And if they get back on the path, Edgar, they're not powerfully on the path. They're just kind of like limping through. And the as I read your book on, on um, true alignment and then listened to quite a few interviews and also talks that you've given, um, I feel like you have some answers to that. So if I if I threw this out, like okay, we have a promise of, 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 of things, we have the right, we, we need the right principles, we have the problems. How can alignment help us when we're going through a problem stage in our goals or in our company? It all begins with a conversation. Um, and so whether the conversation at a personal level is with ourselves, but rather, if we have a, a framework to have a, a truly open and honest conversation, then what we can do is, uh, is really come to the place of understanding what it is we're trying to achieve together and why. And then, of course, you know, how do we get there? I think a lot of times uh, we, we, we have a certain level of clarity, like you said, about what our purpose and what our intention is uh, in our lives and uh, with one another in our businesses and the context that we find ourselves in. I think typically what's, what, what we lack is the ability to have a conversation, a dialogue on how to get there, including you know, looking at ourselves and, and our self-talk and, and confronting those, those challenges. But I think really at the end of the day, what keeps us from the alignment and how we can go in so many different directions and not really find our true path is, is just simply fear. And uh, the fear of not living up to other people's expectations, the fear of um, not being able to have an open conversation with others about that and what that looks like, uh, the lack of a framework to have that conversation, let alone the skills to do it. Uh, and, and to be able to have that kind of a, a healthy conversation that allows us to be able to understand what our fears and concerns and what takes us off the path. Uh, whether it's uh, trying to accomplish too much, whether it's overcommitting to others in, in search of uh, acceptance or affection, uh, sometimes just not being able to speak truthfully uh, can get in the way and uh, doesn't allow us to be able to really stay on the path or be aligned in the way that we want. I, I, love, I love what you're saying there. 
because I think that many times, Edgar, that, um, you know, the voices that we are listening to or even the voices in our head uh, many times are not the proper voice. Like I, I life coach people that they're trying to live up to what their father said or what their mother said. And, and maybe it was not the, the right alignment for their path. Or maybe they failed and they are constantly thinking about their failure and their shame and their guilt. And they're not aligning to the proper uh, voice that should be there. So number one, can you, can you break down the word alignment just a little more for those that will come on? Because what, what's going to happen is through this hour, people will come on later. And so I'm talking to Edgar Papke. He's a psychologist and a friend of mine, uh, written best-selling books, True Alignment, The Elephant in the Boardroom, and co-authored a book called Innovation by Design. Uh, so can you break down this idea of what alignment is? Yeah, I, I think a good way to, to, um, to describe it would actually be to share with you a little bit about how, how we use it. Um, a, good way, a good way to start is, is with the question of who am I and what is my self-concept? Who do I really, really want to be? And, and begin the path of alignment with that, uh, with that exploration. In other words, understanding who I want to be and what my desired legacy is. You know, we come into the world with nothing and we leave with nothing. What's what's left is is the legacy of who we are and our relationship to others and how how they see us and how they trust in their relationship to us. So alignment has so much to do with trust and trust in myself and trust in my relationships in the world around me. So the basic principle of alignment uh, at a core value is who am I? Who do I want to be? What is my legacy? How do I find and uh, and understand what my path to that to that is? Because at the end of the day, when we look at ourselves in the mirror and our satisfaction to ourselves, really at the end of the day, it's just, am I really living up to who I want to be and what my self-concept is? And you brought in and you brought in a particularly powerful point, which is throughout our lives we're constantly getting feedback. We we. We, uh, we speak certain fallacies, one is that the sun rises, it doesn't the earth turns, another one is the fallacy of don't take this personal, and when in effect everything is personal because we absorb all the feedback and all of our experience of life become a part of who we are, and that of course can really be at times very misleading, the feedback that we get from the world around us, uh, both inaccurate as well as sometimes very painful in terms of how we receive those messages from our parents or how it is that we may be uh, disheartened or, or ashamed. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day in our lives and so we begin with this exploration of what is my self-concept and who really am I and who do I want to be and how do I bring that to life and how I do I align to that how do I align to my 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 principles my values that I want to, to live with and and through and yeah so so Edgar I, I love this and 
if I could throw this this idea in, when I when I'm dialoguing with people, it could be someone on an airplane, um, it could be someone that comes up to me in a shopping center. A lot of times they want to talk to me about their childhood dreams. Like Tim, this this was my childhood dream to be a singer or to be an actor or to be a scientist. And it, I find that a lot of people are trying to align themselves with a childhood dream. And and maybe Edgar it was just a childhood dream that was never supposed to happen in the way they saw it. So not every little kid is boy is supposed to be an astronaut or a cowboy or every little girl is supposed to be a, a singer, et cetera. So can you help, help me out with that on how many times we start as children with, with these dreams and then it almost seems like we're, we're, we're chasing down this dream and we're trying to get our lives to be in alignment of that dream and for that dream in our teens and our 20s and our 30s. And I see people even in their 70s, 80s, trying to align themselves with something that they felt when they were five, six, or seven. Tim, I can speak to that with Dr. Connor. Because when I was very young, I was very athletic, again, very sporting. And I played, obviously, a lot of sports. And I can actually remember, and it's funny when you just said that, that quite recently, uh, during probably the ever-lasting lockdowns, I stumbled across one of my old copybooks when I was in school, when I was about seven or eight years of age. And there was a question written by the teacher, and it was like, what do you want to be when you grow up kind of thing? And I put down a profession, uh, for, professional sports person. Pro, professional was spelled incorrectly. And I, I do remember, like, the sports I played at the time and even growing up, they were amateur sports, but they were elite sports in my country. And so, like, because my country is so small, not like the U.S., which is, you know, hundreds of millions, there's only like five million in my country, there wasn't really the um, frameworks there to pay for players that they were playing, and it has been proven since at an elite level because a lot of them have played with professional sports and gone and done trials and that. So the thing is, like, when you're that age and when you're growing up, for me, I just wanted to play at the top, at the peak of my sports. It's, it's as simple as that. And I never looked at money. I never looked at anything like that. But for me, I hit injuries. And I, like, even though I couldn't even spell the word professional at the time, I just heard it, you know. I just thought it was like, you know, the best of the best kind of thing. I didn't realize there was money involved or anything like that. But after that, when I hit injuries, it was like, well, what do I do now, you know? And essentially, I was kind of thinking, well, I need to kind of, focus my career towards what I know, what I love. And I know it's going to take time, but here I am right now. And I mean, I've worked with professional athletes. It's, it's phenomenal, really. It's a joy. And I mean, like anything, it takes time to start. But once you get into it, it's, it's beautiful because you're aligning with something of your purpose. And like you say just there, later on, what you said there, like it might necessarily be specifically or exactly with what you kind of hoped or dreamed to have. But the thing is, when you spend more time with things that you love, you begin to see the industry, you begin to see the, the, you know, the business of it, and you'll always find a niche within the niche as such. And I think that you know, once you do that, you'll always, kind of, you'll always make money. You'll always be able to kind of uh, grow as well and develop. So great listening. Thank you. Good morning, Dr. Connor. No, thank you, Doctor. And that's a, that's a good share. So yeah, Edgar. I, I love Dr. Con uh, Connor's share. And just as we're looking at, you know, Dr. Uh, Pachi is defining kind of alignment and giving us that first thing we want to look at. You know, he's 
the alignment, what, what allows us to be balanced, centered, you know, the foundation that helps us to properly maintain our center. So I love that as we're looking at what does alignment mean that um, Doc is saying the first thing is understanding your self-concept and who am I? If you don't know that first, it's hard then to maintain the proper balance that you need, that centering yes. to move forward. Yes, and fantastic. So, so Edgar, because you, 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 Edgar, you, if I could say this, uh, let me go to Edgar Papke next, if I could, just for a minute. But Edgar, if you don't know the format of, of uh, Clubhouse, I brought a few other people up that are doctors, et cetera, that at times will chime in. So, so Edgar, back to this idea of the childhood dream. And sometimes, somehow I see people trying to chase something that may be not even reality. Could you add anything to that? Yeah, there's two thoughts that come to mind as I, as I listen to the dialogue. Um, and thank you. Yeah, I, I think the, the first one is, is how it is that we look at ourselves and we look at life and we look at our relationships is that we're always building. We use this term a lot, you know, I'm building a relationship, I'm building something, um, I'm building my life, I'm building my career. Um, and I think it's important if we're if we are aligned to our passion and and our and our truth about who we are and who we want to be, I would suggest to you that life unfolds and it does. Uh, we don't have obviously we don't have the kind of control we want. I can want to be a professional athlete, yet circumstances or injuries can get in the way. And so, if we're clear on our passion and we have a sense of alignment, then we can be much more observant about how life unfolds for us. It's much like a relationship. If we build a relationship, at some point, I find that fear comes into play because we're afraid of, of, of breaking it or somehow knocking it over. It's kind of like playing with Jenga blocks, you know, the game where you poke at the different blocks and, and you hope that the tower doesn't fall over. And much like relationships, we, we have the tendency to focus on building as opposed to seeing how things unfold. And if we have a clarity and, and alignment to our passion, alignment uh, to our, who we want to be, then what we can do is allow that to occur, that we're open and receptive to the different opportunities that show up that allow us to, in a way, blossom and unfold. It's like you think of the metaphor of a flower opening up. Uh, that's, to me, what life is so much about, is this ability to allow it to unfold in front of you and to see what those opportunities are, while, and to make the choices then of what is an alignment and what is it? Do I just chase uh, an opportunity because of the financial uh, gain or am I, am I really allowing it to come, come to bear because of something that's meaningful to me? And I think the other piece of this is how we integrate different parts of our lives. But we're constantly, um, I, I find that very often the idea of balance, it, we, the way we use it, I think, in a healthy way, is more about being centered, more about finding the core and aligning what we do in life to that core. So we integrate different pieces. What we hold, I think, in a way, very um, very sacred to who we are in our heart and souls is paramount to how it is that we integrate the different pieces of our lives, our relationships, our opportunities, so that we're always thinking through this lens of what's really at the core. How do I allow, how do I allow my life to unfold, my relationship to unfold, and that requires intimacy that with ourselves and others. That requires vulnerability at, uh, at, at significant levels. Um, 
yeah, if, if we're building and we get fraught with fear, that's different than finding um, comfort and faith and being truthful and and really being honest and, and not being afraid to have the difficult conversations with others or ourselves. Very um, good. Required. You know what I find with uh, people that are living um, fulfilled lives, I think that, you know, you don't have to have it all together to be fulfilled and, and to be satisfied. You could be undone. You could be going through recovery and discovery at the same time. And Edgar, because we, we work on projects together, Edgar and I work with a, a leading AI company together, and we work on projects together. That I, I like the fact that you, you like cooking, you are a trained uh, chef, you like songwriting, um, you like singing, you, you're really into your relationship with your wife and your family. And I think many times when people think of alignment to their goal, it's that idea of I just wake up and that's all I think about. Um, why is it possible to, to really live your life and not just go through life even though you're aligned with your goal? I think your point of uh, what caught me in what you just shared was the idea that even when things become unraveled, you can you can find alignment. As a matter of fact, I think that alignment to our beliefs, our faith, our you know our sense of spirituality and who we are becomes such a key ingredient. Uh, as things unravel, I think the uh, I think the core of our ability to move through it, move through it with grace and with uh, understanding to ourselves and others is uh, by by coming back to and exploring uh, how I can be and, and still maintain my alignment and work towards that. Um, just in, in short, my uh, you mentioned my, my family and my wife, and when things become unraveled, about seven years ago, my wife was diagnosed with an untreatable uh, brain disease, which put it right at the forefront, which you begin to question and it begins to explore what does life look like going forward and in the limited time that we have. So right now, as a matter of fact, I'm writing about that. It's called The Third Element is the working title of the book. And it, it, it explores the relationship between what I believe are the two most precious things in life, which are love and time. And I believe through the history of humankind that that's the greatest tension that all of us share and live with and which poses the question, how do I love as much as I can in the time that I have? How can I live love to the fullest? And what does that look like? And so be able to have those explorations, those conversations, I think are integral uh, to our own sense of self-satisfaction, uh, how we find our path to success, and by whatever definition success. I, uh, I, I, I love what you're saying, and I saw an interview that you did on the third element about time, love, and alignment, and um, with you know who we are and what we want in our lives. And I'm, I'm excited about this new work that you're doing. And going back to this idea again of you know chasing the dream and, and, and thinking that we're gonna get to like a place or a spot, and then we're gonna get like this, this feeling this this feeling of fulfillment, I I think that we're, we're we're missing it with this, with how beautiful things are, even in the midst of the journey. I got a text this morning 
uh, from my friend from the Pointer Sisters. The Pointer Sisters. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, but I just can't help it. <laughs> so Ruth Pointer sent me a text, and she says, hey, I'm in the airport, and I'm watching you because I'm in 90 airports around the world doing motivational talking. And Ruth and I have the greatest talks about how when the Pointer Sisters had had hit after hit after hit after hit after hit, she says, Tim, it's not like I was like fulfilled or living in the state of euphoria, euphoria. I was, I was still a person that was struggling and trying to, to, to make my way. And so to you, Edgar, um, can we have that sense of fulfillment even today? On, on on the way to where we're headed. Can we be aligned even today on the way to where we are headed? Yes, um, I think I think you just pointed to something that is, is vital to that, which is the understanding of, of, of what we do have that, that's in alignment and our sense of ourselves and how we relate to them. So I think that is part of it, is to be able to, to see and and if you wanted to go through the very logical exercise, you could just simply, you know, make a list of things that are in alignment in your life, and uh, and look at those, and and look at those through the lens of what's most important to me, and then look at, look at your misalignments. Where are the conflicts in your life? The misalignments aren't difficult to find, because all we have to do is look at where the tensions are, the conflict. And, and my definition of conflict is very simply the tension that exists between our current state and a desired state. So anytime that we have that kind of misalignment, I, I use the same definition uh, when I work with teams and groups and organizations, is where, where are the tensions, the misalignments are showing up conf as conflicts in our system, in our relationships. And so that allows us to see that. And which of those misalignments are the ones that have the greatest gravity, the greatest weight attached to them, the greatest fear attached to them? Wow. Current state and desired state. Okay, so uh, Dr. Hawthorne, I'm, I'm going to see if you help me because I want to I want to see if some people would like to ask uh, uh, Edgar Papke uh, some questions. Again, I'm talking to Edgar Papke, consultant, author, speaker, coach, so many other things. And uh, Edgar, I believe your website is edgarpapke.com. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so I, I suggest to you that you get the his book True Alignment first, and then and then go from there. But I suggest that all of you get that book. It is so good. It's helping me in the alignment of my own personal life, and uh, even with my family, and just a fantastic book. So my name is Tim Story. If you guys are coming on late, so uh, Dr. Hawthorne before. We start bringing on some people that have questions and tell them to flash their mics or however you guys do it. But Dr. Hawthorne, what do you think about this conversation so far? Tim, this is an amazing conversation. As we're seeing, alignment is everything, right? And if there are areas of misalignment in our lives, the importance of getting that uh, addressed and handled because it affects everything when we're misaligned, you know, from our sleep to our mood to our relationships. So this is powerful. I know we have a lot of questions 
that people have. If you don't mind, let's let's go to my my good friend David Spisek first because David and I we have conversations about alignment, and I, I would like to 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 see what David has to say or a question that he has. Mr. Spisak, the mic is yours. Hi, Mr. Spisak. Good to see you all. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you so much, Dr. Colleen. And Tim, my dear friend, how are you? I'm doing I'm doing great. And I I was telling the people earlier, David, I just have so much peace in my life, you know? It's not it's not about all these projects and excitement. Isn't it a beautiful thing just like walk in a park and listen to birds and actually enjoy it? <laughs> it, 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 it is, and I, I think the last time you and I connected on Clubhouse, not too long ago, a week or two ago, I mentioned to you that I've never lost, and one of my favorite things is there's two things from my childhood that I've never lost. I pray that I never will. One is a really uh, insane, deep curiosity, uh, genuine curiosity for all things in life, and the second thing is a childlike sense of wonder, and you just described that, you know, walking in a park and really taking the time to notice the sounds and the sights and the smells. And the reason why I wanted to ask a question of Edgar, and, and thank you for the opportunity, is you brought up something with Ruth Pointer that, that she said that I, that I think is important to, to dwell on for a minute. And here's somebody uh, who achieved the absolute pinnacle of success. I mean, when they were putting out that string of hits, as you remember, Tim, I mean, they were it. They were the it group. They really were. The, the they, they, they were like the Supremes uh, part two. Yes, they were really remarkable. They could do no wrong. And in the midst of that, how interesting that Ruth Pointer said, I'm still trying to figure things out. I'm still struggling with some things. And so... I can't help but but want to ask, uh, Edgar, it's so interesting to me that people oftentimes, and I love what you're saying about uh, time and love, because I think that's everything. Um, and I think it's interesting how oftentimes that, that people pursue something that they believe will be the pinnacle of their life. They believe will be the defining moment. They believe will bring them everything that they could have ever dreamt of. And yet they get to that point, Edgar, and they find themselves disappointed. Uh, it turns out to be a shallow victory or a hollow victory, and it does not quite bring the fulfillment part that they were hoping for, that they imagined would be there. And I believe that with social media, with the advent of social media, this has probably been uh, um, elevated uh, significantly because we're s people on social media so oftentimes are looking at these highlight reels and going, oh man, if I could just have this, if I could just have this, if I could just do this. So I would love to hear your take on that because it seems like the things that you're talking about in my mind are the critical things that we anybody should be focusing on. It's almost the prelude or the foundation that any success, anything they pursue, must be built on if if what they hope to achieve in terms of ultimately, was ha which is happiness and fulfillment, is, is really going to be within their reach. Can you comment on that, please? That's... Um... 
brings a lot of depth and broadness uh, to to this part of the conversation of as we pursue our goals, do we ultimately find the fulfillment that we're seeking? And so uh, a couple of thoughts come to mind as I'm listening to you. The first one is this idea of happiness and what truly is happiness, um, which is, I think, one of the um, aspects of human nature that we're constantly looking at and, and discovering that it's quite a mystery at the end of the day. I, I think that to, in order to have happiness, much like having a sense of freedom or peace, is to have an absence of fear. And so much of what drives um, our, our beliefs about what success is may not be connected to love. It may not be connected to how we how we um, how we build relationships or see and have self-love in a way to ourselves. And so to discover and understand that so much of what in today's world is occurring to us is is more fear driven than of course it is fulfillment driven driven and, and there's a confusion between those two that can occur. So I think one of the keys here and when we think about alignment is to be able to have a framework through which to look at it. Uh, the reason I call it the third element is that we have those two most precious things in life, love and time. Alignment is the third element. And having a framework to look at our lives through this lens of love and time helps to inform us and, and helps us to better understand what we're pursuing and why. I think one of the key elements, and as uh, anyone here that's um, part of this conversation, uh, doctors, uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, I, I think it's so, um, I, I think we will kind of all come at it from the same lens of saying that having frameworks and ways to understand ourselves becomes key. I think that's often in our profession what we provide as life coaches as well. We provide frameworks for people to better understand themselves and better understand the choices that they have. After all, our ability to choose is the most powerful thing in our lives. No one can really take the power of choice away from us. And I think alignment is about making the choices. And if we're not informed, if we don't have clarity, then that becomes problematic, as you pointed out. And so what are those tensions? What are those fears? Uh, the fears of not being good enough, of not having enough, of chasing success that winds up not fulfilling enough. I think that those are all those are all aspects of our unfolding, our, our becoming. And if we have frameworks to be able to understand those tensions, those fears, those conflicts, then that allows us to to discover and, and to keep moving forward. I think the I think one of the most disheartening things that we experience as human beings is the one that you just pointed out, which is I can I can get success by some definition. And that I, I, I believe that and this is why I say success and fulfillment through alignment, because I think we have to find how those two align. What is truly emotional fulfillment, what does life fulfillment look like? And how do I align that to my definitions of success? And helping people do that. Uh, I think is is a gift. Um, I think we're probably all of us here in, in this in this dialogue are, are grateful for that gift that we're Be able to beautiful. do that kind of work. Uh, Edgar, I, I I'm I'm loving what you're what you're saying. For for those that are coming on late, I'm talking to Edgar Papke. Uh, you can find him um, on edgarpapke.com. 
He's a, a writer, consultant. We're working together on different projects. He's a he's a healer, in my opinion. I mean, Edgar, you're helping so many CEOs really find direction. Uh, but David, uh, someday me you and Edgar need to have one of our lunches because oh my god! You know gosh. what I think, Tim? I, I'm wow. sitting here thinking. I'm sitting here thinking that we need to formalize our lunch almost like a, a little uh in well i should say informal uh sit down but that like once a month we we get there we sit down and each time we have a couple people brilliant amazing human beings like dr colleen or or edgar or others because it changes the dynamic and it, it, i was just gonna say two other things really quickly the vision i have of you walking in the park is precisely what Edgar just spoke of. It's it's Tim's story. Everybody, you can imagine Tim's story walking through a park at complete peace, meaning he has not a fear in the world, not a care in the world. Second thing is Tim's story, one of the things you do best, and then you share it out to the world, and Edgar, you're doing the same, is teaching us that at the end of the day, where any human gets in trouble is when we let something external define us or we put our faith in something external, a car, a house, a vacation, a new position, uh, some dream that we have that somehow the happiness is like a toy in the center of it rather than finding it inside of ourselves. And the third thing I'll say uh, within the 60 seconds is I share this with people a lot. When somebody goes to Home Depot to buy a drill, it's not the drill they want. It's a hole. And it's not really a hole in the wall that they want. It's something to stick in that hole, like a fixture. And it's not actually the fixture they want. It's the light that will come from the fixture. So, so many people, I think, focus on the drill and not on the light. And the light comes from inside. The drill is something you buy. And it's, and it's empty and it's temporary. Beautiful. I'll leave it there. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, Edgar, uh, David Spisak and I are, are great friends. And um, I would like to introduce you to him someday. And we have these uh, amazing uh, lunches that could almost be uh, turned into like a, uh, a PBS special. Um, Dr. Hawthorne, help me. We have time for about two more questions. I always end on time. We have 10 minutes left, but if each person can just take two minutes, that'd be great. Uh, Dr. Hawthorne, who would awesome. be up next? Yes, Tim, you always end on time. I know that over the years. Anyone who wants to ask a question, and please just be concise so we can get as many people. I see Lolita flashing All her mic. All right. Lolita, the mic is yours, my sister. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for this amazing interview, Tim and Edgar. Happy birthday, David. Thank you so much, Ramon, for helping us to hear, Edward. This um, is so good. Yes, that, that was nice of Ramon. Ramon, thanks for that. Otherwise, I would not have known what to do. And Lolita, can I tell you this? Edgar, it's in the, I it's in, Edward. Yes, it's, it's in It's in the works already of your beautiful, beautiful spoken word that you've done. I was just in a studio um, doing... Um, a new project using your spoken word uh, that when I speak, 
uh, people will hear your spoken word before I speak. So uh, I'll tell you more about that later, but I love you. Oh, I love you too. That brings music to my ears because you know, Tim, I was definitely going for a reminder and an ask at the end of my two minutes. So thank you so much for already putting that in the atmosphere. I love it. Hey, here's my question. Oh, I love this topic of alignment. And I really love that everyone is talking about alignment starting with us, starting with ourselves. And Tim, one of the things that you mentioned was that it's a work in progress, like it's never really done. Here is my question. What would you say or what input would you give to someone who feels aligned? Absolutely. But then has people that are on their train and sometimes the alignment is starting to get misaligned as they continue to grow. What I'm looking for you to do for our audience is tell us one thing you would offer that person for consideration when they are becoming misaligned as they continue to grow. But somebody on their train is now misaligned. Thanks so much. This is Lolita with the T. Okay, Lolita is so talented, Edgar. She, she is uh, just a great writer, poet, spokesperson, and just a beautiful individual. Edgar, what would you say on on, you know, in the in the in the inner city where I'm from, <laughs> they would say somebody's messing with my alignment. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what would you say, Edgar? <laughs> I I my. My approach to this would be to suggest um, having intent is bringing intention into the conversations. Um, if someone in your life is uh, is behaving, if they're bringing something that's out of alignment, I think having a conversation with them uh, with intention. And what I mean by that is, what is the intention that I want for the relationship, and what do I need and want the relationship to look like, and bring that and begin begin a conversation with that i i think and and this is in uh, in in my book the elephant in the boardroom is this model for leading with intention most of us when we have conversations especially when something's out of alignment or there's a conflict we speak directly to that rather than much like the light from the fixture is look at it from the from a broader context and being able to have a conversation it, this is what i'd like the relationship to look like Th this is who i am and uh, let's have a conversation about within what is the intention we have for the relationship and and how can we how can we have that that conversation um if there is someone that's in your life that's out of alignment with who you are um the choices that you have are very simply either to have a real conversation with them or disband the relationship i always suggest to start with the conversation so that we're in alignment with ourselves and bring ourselves into that by being clear and being able to describe and define what you want the relationship to look like. Wow, Dr. Poppy, that is so, so amazing. So instructive as a number of people looking at, look, here's some relationships. How do I modify? How do I shift out of it? Amazing question, Lolita. We have about five minutes left. Who else has a question for Dr. Poppy? Flash your mic, flash your mic. If you have a question, we'll. So, Doctor, as there, as as we will take one more question, and let me just uh, give doc, Dr. Papke one more, uh, just formal introduction. Um, he's a consultant, author, speaker. Because a lot of you are coming on uh, late, expert in the area of alignment and development. 
works with the top CEOs in the, in the world. Uh, the, the company that I'm working with and he's working with is one of the top AI companies in the world. And at uh, some point, I'll tell you guys what the name of that company is. But, you know, we're, we're about change and changing communities. Uh, he's helping with governments. Uh, I'm going to talk to him about some of the work that I'm doing with prison reform, which I started uh, brought in by Rob, Robert Downey Jr., my good friend with prison reform. I'm going to talk to him about that because we need alignment uh, in the prison system and when people get out of incarceration. So uh, your, your gift, Edgar, is, is so needed in the time that we're living in. So, Edgar, let me ask you a question real quick. Are you, are you enjoying this little forum today? Oh, yeah. This is great. Thank you very much. Uh, for clarity, and I don't hold a degree of, of being a doctor, and though a lot of people um, um, may refer to me that way. I just, for clarity, I, I, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but you, you sometimes look like a doctor. <laughs> yeah, most people think that I am. I get that a lot. <laughs> so thank you for that. Okay, and thank you for the the conversation uh, is great, and, and, the, and the forum you, you've created is wonderful. Thank you. Okay, so so Dr. Harthorn, just because you know I like to end on time, and I got three minutes left, I'm going to have you uh, help me wrap this up with some of the takeaways that we that we received from today. I, I love what David Spisek was saying. I just want to just say something I, I wrote down, that he said that he believes that alignment is a prelude uh, to success. And then David also talked about this idea of we believe for something and we want to get to this pinnacle. And many times we get there and it's shallow and it's hollow. People, I'm working with the biggest stars in the world and some of them are fulfilled, but a lot of them are feeling very shallow and hollow. Uh, Dr. Hawthorne, what was a uh, takeaway that you had from this conversation with Edgar Papke? Tim, I especially loved when he was talking about allowing, when we're talking about relationships, allowing them to unfold rather than trying to force these attachments. Often there's misalignment because we've been trying to force something as opposed to allowing it to unfold. I love that, love that, love that. Also, are you, are you, go mm -hmm. ahead. Yeah, and then in summary, uh, was saying first thing is what is my self-concept? Knowing who I am and what I want to be my legacy is the first thing. Second, knowing your passion. These are the critical things for proper alignment. Uh, again, note allowing relationships to unfold. And you asked a question, can there be alignment in the midst of our struggles? And the answer uh, Puppy gave was yes. And that's framed in love and time, always framing that within love and time. And that what do we do when there are misalignments? Lolita asked a question that really answered that a lot. And the, the response was, the instruction we're given is, look at what is my intention for this relationship? What is my intention? So Tim, that's it. a All little right. summary of right this brilliant time. segment. Watch, yes, Dr. one minute, Coley, watch, watch me finish right on time. Okay. This is Tim's story and uh, Edgar Papke, thank you so much. Go to... 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.